So, 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1 to verse 5. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. So, this is interesting. The last days perilous times shall come. And Paul goes on to give us a description of what these last and perilous days will look like. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Okay, let's walk through this. What you're seeing is a, an up-to-date description of the day in which we live. I mean, this is about as descriptive and as accurate of a commentary of today as you're going to get. Selfish. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. We live in a self-absorbed, selfie-crazed, selfish generation. Covetous. Um, as much as we see the benefits of social media, we also know that one of the great dangers of social media is um, evoking that sin of uh, covetousness, where we see the perfect lifestyles of those around us. Of course, it's not perfect. It's just what they decide to share. And we want that. And our lives, our marriages, our families, our whatever doesn't measure up to that, and so we covet. Boasters. We see that. Proud. I mean, we have a whole month dedicated to this. Blasphemers. And yes, we've been lamenting about how people just without any fear, any thought, just blaspheme God's name, Jesus' name. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. And we are seeing that. We are seeing a, a generation that's becoming more and more difficult to um, to honor the the older generation. It's not just speaking of parents in the absolute sense, speaking of how the younger generation ought to give respect and honor to the older generation. We see the opposite today. They despise the older generation, don't they? Uh, they 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 think them to be really not very useful because they don't know how to work the technology. Um, this is this is an evil thing. Unthankful. That is a characteristic of today. Unthankful. I hope all of us will uh, always take a, just a brief moment to thank the Lord before our meals. It always grieves me when I see even Christians just sort of dive into their meals without even having any thought to thank God for the meal in front of them and for the power to enjoy it. God gives us both. Unholy, without natural affection, yes, truce breakers, yes, covenant breakers, false accusers, liars. We see lies and deceit filling the airwaves. You don't know truth from error. Incontinent, that's basically the lack of self-control, we're just running roughshod over everybody because we want it. There's no control of self. Fierce, that comes out of that lack of self-control. Despisers of those that are good. 
Yes, we see that. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. I mean, this is about as compact of a narrative as you can get uh, for today. And it's extremely spot on. This is our generation. This is the day in which we're living. These are the last and the perilous days. And then this little phrase in verse 5 that I want to focus on. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. And it was especially relevant to us as we were praying this morning that these young people that we sometimes hear of that start to drift away and to actually rebel and turn away, uh, they're brought up in God-fearing homes. They are. They're brought up in, in, in homes that, that they attend church. They come out. They come out to every service. They come out to the prayer times. Uh, these would be homes that are about as upstanding Christian homes as you're going to find. And yet you see some of these young people turning away. And you have to wonder, what is going on? I mean, you're hearing more and more of this. It's, it's becoming some sort of an epidemic. Well, this verse here came to mind. It really did, and it struck me. Having a form, a form of godliness, but denying the power of it. This is the thing that we have to be oh so careful of. I think that we are, um, of maybe any people, susceptible to this sort of thing where we are uh, content and satisfied and feeling even a little smug about our form and the fact that we have a form of godliness. There is the pattern of godliness. You know, we go to church, we read our Bible, we say our prayers uh, and all of that. There's a form of godliness. But is there the power thereof? That's the thing. And that's the thing that I'm praying for for myself. I believe that this is the greatest antidote to seeing young people look on a Christianity that has form and that has a form of godliness, but it's devoid of power. And so all the things of the world become a lot more interesting because this here, it seems so empty as well. This form of godliness. There's no power. There's no substance to it. And I know that we all go through these seasons where that's just exactly the way we feel and we have ups and downs. But generally speaking, I think in the church today, we need to enter into a season of power. Uh, we need to enter into a season, generally, where it's not just we're maintaining the form of godliness, but we have to be enjoying the power. Because when you enjoy the power, the fruit of the Spirit comes out. It comes out in every aspect. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. It all comes out. And so, if you want a church to love one another like they ought to, and not just go through some 
duty, then you need to have that power, the power of this godliness working out. The joy, who can refute, who can deny, who can turn away from a Christian who is just on fire with joy? It's going to be really hard to uh, turn your back on that and say, well, they're just, they're just a hypocrite or something like that. Somebody who really has the joy of the Lord, that is your strength. You know, these young people, they're looking for something to fill their, their, the void in their heart is what it is. And they're grabbing onto every shiny thing that comes down the feed. And there's plenty of it. And they're just saturating their minds. You know, our, our young people in our church here just came back from a youth camp where they had this one week set aside to, to give themselves to, to prayer and to the Word and to good, wholesome Christian fellowship and fun. And that's a good thing. But it's one week. And then it's back to the barrage of the world and all of its allurements. I mean, it's what we need to see is not just these uh, shot-in-the-arm events. You know, we're, we, all, and we all are engaged in these, and they're good, and they should be done. But what we need, really, is the power and not just the form of godliness. This is going to allow our children not to be looking to the earthquake, not to be looking to the wind, not to be looking to the, to the fire, all the great the great things that catch their attention. They will be able to hear the still small voice of the Lord. That's where the Lord is, and that's where the power is, the real power. It's not in all these flashy things that they're clamoring after. So, my prayer for us as a group, my prayer for me as just an individual, certainly my prayer for our own church, is that we will not merely have a form of godliness without the power, but that we will enjoy the Holy Spirit's power.